What's up, guys? It is Brad with College Sportscast, and we are here to do week 23 of our game day pickums for you guys. guys welcome back it is brad with college sportscast i have john hammonds on with me tonight what's up hammonds what's up man we uh hanging in there this week i reckon so uh we uh had a rough one on tuesday night as a kentucky fan and uh so we're hanging in there this week got another road game coming up we will get to that game towards the end here of our game day pickums, but first, um, want to talk to you about home field apparel. And I noticed John has one of his shirts on tonight with a Houston by slam jamma. So I want to talk to you about that for a second. Go to homefieldapparel.com, use our code CSCAST to get a 15% discount. There's a bunch of cool, like old time throwback shirts just like what he has on slam jamma was like 82 83 84 so we're talking a long time ago throwback teams they have some cool logos and mascots there's over 180 teams to choose from go to homefieldapparel.com use our code cscast to get some really cool vintage premium collegiate apparel John's liking his shirt. What do you think about it, John? It's a pretty cool shirt, right? Well, neat. And this shirt was actually a uh, Christmas present from one of the bracket guys that um, does a lot of bracketology and breaks down um, teams, which is T3 Bracketology. Shout out to T. Um, if you don't follow him on Twitter, um, it's T3 Bracketology. Um, he does a really good job. There's so many others out there that, that do great bracketology, not just him. There's 801. There's NYY Bracket. Um, so if you ain't following those guys, follow them. They do a really good job, during, especially during college basketball season. I agree. So real quick, I just want to jump into some news real quick before we do anything else. And that's because as of yesterday – Jim Harbaugh is no longer the coach at Michigan. He is the head coach now of the San Diego Chargers. Now, I want to jump into it just for a second here. That means that three of the four teams that made the college football playoff have coaching changes since January the 10th, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so – Nick Saban retired. Washington head coach Kalen DeBoer goes to Alabama. Mm -hmm. They have a switch. 
And yeah. now Michigan um, is having a switch, and they are hiring the guy that filled in for Harbaugh. Yeah. The OC. Sean Moore. Yep, yeah, Sean Moore. That, and that's who they are hiring. They have already announced they're going to try their best to keep the staff together as much as possible. And they are promoting Shamar uh, Moore that you were just talking about. Yeah. So um, I just wanted to throw that in there, kind of get to that. It's pretty big news for yeah. college football. Um, so, all right. Looks like we got a couple of people on with us here. Oh, my boy Zach's on here. Yeah. Oh, Zach from the group chat. That's who it is. Yep, that's Zachy boy. Yep. He is um, with NKY Bracketology and doing some stuff too as well. So um, just to give you guys a heads up, they do some great stuff. Check them out. All right. So we'll get to our pick'ems. I've got 10 games for us picked out this week. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to have a little bit of fun at the end with the Kentucky game and some player props from Kentucky players. Since we are Kentucky fans, we'll have a little bit of fun with that at the end. But we're going to start with these are all Saturday games. So these will be played tomorrow. Um, and the first one we're going to talk about tonight is Kansas State goes to Houston. Houston, Houston is a Houston's a 15-and-a-half-point favorite in this game at home. K-State's been playing better. They have. Um, but the thing is, I don't think Kansas State really has an advantage here. You know, two of their best players, I feel like, are undersized in Carter and Perry. Um, you know, Houston matches up with them with Cryer, Shed, um, and, and they got Roberts in the middle. Um, you know, Houston is undefeated at home this year. You know, they're both four and two in league play. Um, the Cougars can run up the score and blow opponents out, and then they can have games like they had at Hilton Coliseum where they just don't hit anything. Um, Houston's hit or miss a lot of times offensively. You just don't know what you're going to get with them. Um, but at the end of the day, I think Houston wins this game. Um, Kansas State is just not the team that they was a year ago. Um, now they're 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 good, but they don't have a Marquise Noel. They don't have those kind of stable guys. You know, like what was the transfer from Florida? Um, Johnson, huh? Johnson, Johnson. Um, they just don't have those stable players this year to to compete in the Big 12, um, but they're good. But they won't be good tomorrow. They've been playing a heck of a lot better, and I, I kind of think 15 and a half points sounds like quite a bit. And It is. Like but Zach, it looks like Zach there said 78-67. So I think, I think I'm going to lean towards Kansas State can cover 15 and a half in this wow. game. Here's my biggest thing is Houston is really, really good at home. Um, they are. They're almost unbeatable at home. So, 
I mean, they are really good at home. I just feel like that's a fairly large spread. Yes, I agree with you. Especially if this game was three, four weeks ago before Kansas State really kind of started playing better. Mm-hmm. I would have 15 and a half. I, I would have probably went with that. I just I feel like they have really come on the last couple of two or three weeks and playing some good ball. Um, I don't think there's I don't think they're going to win this game by any means. I just think they can cover 15 and a half points. Houston by far is the better team. They are. All right, the next one we're going to go to, we're going to go to the Big East, and we got Seton Hall goes to Marquette. Marquette at home is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Seton Hall is another team that has played really well the last three or four weeks since conference play began. Um, And a week ago, they were still leading the Big East. Um, You know, they lost by a few points the other night. So I think they're in like second or third of the Big East now. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about this game? Marquette is really tough to beat at home. Um, you know, Seton Hall's dropped two consecutive games. Um, they was what they had a five-game winning streak, but still, you know, Seton Hall only lost those games by what four combined points. So yeah, it's not I mean, like it's not like they're getting blown out. Yeah, um, I mean they've they, they played games. They've already played. Three well, they've already beaten three ranked teams this year. Um, can Marquette be the be the fourth that they have to walk the plank against? So, um, Tyler Colick, man, he's an elite pick and roll scorer. Um, Golden Eagles are one of the best efficient um, two point shooting teams in the country. Um, I believe they should and will win this game, but Seton Hall has a fun team, um, especially. You know, with Kadari Richmond, not, I'm not even sure. Um, he didn't play, I don't think, the other night. But if he's back, um, he, he presents a problem for Marquette. But I bet on Marquette to win this game and cover. Um, and, you know, Seton Hall is probably not going to win the Big East. But they are competitive. Um, Shaheen Holloway has done a really good job with them. And I believe they are a tournament team. So, but give me Marquette and for them to cover. Um, the nine and a nine, half. Nine and a half, yeah. Uh, all this comes from DraftKings, by the way. These spreads, I just got them off of DraftKings yeah. probably about an hour ago, 45 minutes to an hour ago. So all of these spreads are should be pretty, pretty like up to date. I can't mm-hmm. guarantee things change with spreads, of course. So Zach's got Seton Hall beating them. Oh, he picked Marquette. He said Seton Hall beats teams they ain't supposed to. Well, it says 81 to 86. Marquette. He had it backwards. Okay. He said Seton Hall beats teams they shouldn't lose to. I don't know. That didn't make no. I don't know. It didn't. I'm not sure. I really I not sure. I don't know, I Zach. I don't know what that means, to be honest with you. All right. So, Seton Hall has played really well. Like you said, they've lost a couple of games by just a few points. 
here mm -hmm. lately. Marquette, man, they are a team early in the season that I really thought could challenge for the Big East. They're just – They haven't quite played up to that. They're just inconsistent at times. Now, this is at home, and they do play better at home. And they have – I mean, guys, I don't know if you guys have watched Marquette this year, but, man, they have four guards that will flat get after you on defense. Most definitely. And – I mean, can turn the ball over and push it up the floor as quick as any team in the country. And in my opinion, this Marquette team should challenge for this Big East. I'm just not sure that they're quite there. There's something kind of off with this team. It's hard for me to say that they will – you know, that they won't win this game because it's at home. I do think that they will win this game. Mm -hmm. um, you know, their guard play is fantastic. And they have one big in the middle, and he and he does enough inside for them when they play well. I, I have seen it. So, um, you know, as much as I – it's hard for me on this one, but I think I'm going to ride with Marquette and ride with the nine and a half points. But I'm going to tell you right now, Seton Hall has not been losing games by nine and a half points. Mm -mm. They've been pretty close. Almost all of their games have been, and that's why I really almost want to take Seton Hall. But Seton Hall, to me, is more like a South Carolina team. They like to play rough. Um, Hard-nosed defense, they're just in your face. Um, top pressure. Um, I think they'll give Marquette a really good game tomorrow. All right, so we got Robert Rhodes. Zach says Marquette. So you was right, I think. He, he was picking Marquette. And we got Justin here with us. Talking about general soreness. That's a that's a sore topic for Kentucky fans. <laughs> I don't I don't even I can't I, I never even heard that before. Now it looks like somebody else is out for general soreness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh me. Oh you don't, even, you don't even want to get me started on general soreness. <laughs> I'm just oh, saying. Boy. <laughs> all right so our next game we're going back to the big 12 here we've got kansas at iowa state and shockingly through DraftKings on DraftKings, iowa state is a three and a half point favorite over kansas yes iowa state is that tough at home um john what do you think about this game well the Jayhawks are two and two on the road. Okay, they've they've lost to UCF and West Virginia, and, I, and they won a four point game, a four point win over Indiana and Bloomington. And their only one sided victory was over Oklahoma State. Um, Iowa State's twelve and zero at home. Um, they call it the Hilton Magic. 
Um, they're always dangerous at home. Um, Houston found out just at, just recently, earlier this month. Um, my biggest thing with Kansas is, man, they're so inconsistent. And for me, that's just too much to overcome um, tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to give the edge to Iowa State in this game. Um, the thing that really worries me about Kansas is their lack of depth and three-point shooting going forward in the NCAA tournament. Where is it going to come from? Um, when you only got one guy, which is Hunter Dickinson, I think he – I'm not sure. He might be their best three-point shooter. But um, when you only have to pin on one or two guys – there's, there's a problem there, um, and their depth plays into a big factor. I, I believe that's what's happened in the last two road games where they've lost. They, their depth just gets – I've attacked. said it all season long. Since Kentucky played them early on, they don't have any depth. They basically – I mean, their fifth player really isn't that great. If Kansas <laughs> – players, to be honest. If Kansas wants to get where they want to go, DeWan Harris has got to step up. DeWan Harris has got to be better than what he's been lately. He's just not, he's been kind of off and on shaky the last few games. Um, Zach, so. man, I agree with you. Like, it's hard to pick Kansas losing back to back games. Like, that's pretty hard to pick, but man, that's a tough I can't go to against, I can't go against Hilton Magic. So give me Iowa State in three and a half. I think that's what I'm going to pick too. Mm, you know, I haven't heard. Haven't heard Justin Lipsy. I haven't heard if he's out. No, I have not heard. Usually you don't hear nothing until about game time. So, yeah. You know, I don't like the way Kansas has played lately. I mean, they, they had to struggle at home to beat Cincinnati. Yeah, it's tough. Like, that was a struggle win at home to beat Cincinnati. I'm going to be I honest just, with you. This is not your normal Kansas team. Um, yeah. they're not, I just don't think to me, they're built for a big final four run. I mean, they're good, but they're not great. I'm going to be honest with everybody. I mean, I, I feel like this feels like a round of 32 or a round of 16 team to me with Kansas. Yeah, it's, it's not, it's not your average Bill Self team that, that makes runs to the lead eight final four type thing. Yeah, I, I just – it just doesn't feel like that kind of team to me. All right, so we're staying in the Big 12. We got Texas Tech going to Oklahoma. Oklahoma is a four-point favorite at home over this Texas Tech team who has played really well up to this point in the Big 12. Man, I, I really like this Oklahoma team. Um, they get after you defensively. Um, they – you know, they get on the glass, um, and they're 10-1 and one at home. I don't expect them to lose a, a two straight here. Um, I think they beat Texas Tech at home, and I think they take care of business on, at, um, in their home building. So, Robert Rhodes says, Boomer Sooner. And we've got Zach here with us. Zach says, I'll pick OU, but based on I don't know anything about Texas Tech this year. <laughs> so Texas Tech had been playing really well. 
they 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 played horrible the other night against what was it Houston that killed them mm-hmm. like about a week ago. Yeah, may have been last Saturday. Um, so I, I'm going to ride with Oklahoma in this one. Um, Texas Tech had been playing pretty well up to that point, but I think I'm going to ride with Oklahoma at home and with the four points. Now this one kind of surprises me too. This is another Big Twelve game. We got Kansas or Kansas, Texas at BYU, and BYU is a seven point favorite over this Texas team. And BYU is a seven point favorite. What do you think about that one, John? So maybe John froze up on me. <laughs> okay, up until that point, I agree with you, but I'm not sure what happened there. But I appreciate that. Thank you. I appreciate it, Zach. All right, so we got Texas at BYU. Maybe John, get back in here. I'm not sure what happened, uh, but I lost John for a minute, looks like. Uh, but in this game, man, BYU has got some shooters. They have been ranked for the biggest part of the year here. Um, but so was Texas. They had been hanging around in the bottom, you know, 22, 23, 25. They had kind of been hanging around in the bottom. Uh, but BYU has got a really fun team to watch. If you guys have not watched them, check them out BYU is um is a really fun team to watch and now we got John back I'm not I sure froze. what happened I don't know what happened it just froze up all at once so. I'm not sure what happened but uh, we're back. We got John back so I'm talking about Texas at BYU BYU being a seven point favorite I like BYU in this game um Texas has really come on um, they played really well the last couple of games. Um, they put themselves back into the NCAA tournament um, discussion. But I think BYU wins this game at home. I just – I trust BYU more in Provo. Now, BYU on the road, I don't don't trust as much. But them in Provo, I do trust because they're really good at home. They are. You know, I agree with you. They are good at home. Um just the seven point spread on this one again kind of scares me. It's really um, Zach here says 71 67, which would be four. I think I'm gonna ride with that. I think I'm gonna go with Texas covers the seven point spread. I think is what I'm gonna go um with this one. Um the Longhorns have played a little bit better as of the last week or so. Yeah. Um, 
from what they were playing. So maybe they are turning a corner a little bit. They seem like they are kind of putting things together just a little bit. So I'm going to give them a little bit uh, benefit of the doubt here. Um, and going to BYU, which is a tough, tough place to play. Well, and I'll even say road games in the Big 12 have been like the SEC. They've been absolutely brutal, man. Like, yeah. it's it's been really tough to go on the road and win games. I put up a stat the other night that the winning percentage is really low winning on the road now compared to what it used to be. I mean, I'm going to give you – you talk about a road stat. I'm going to give you a road stat, okay? The AP Top 10, their record on the road versus unranked teams is 17-27. and 38% winning percentage. It's not good. AP top 10 on the road versus unranked teams. Well, and, and I tell you, too, what people don't realize is, you know, with with the way the times are now, this new generation, social media, um, the fans, the, 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 the level of play, has, it's a lot different than it used to be, you know, back in the early 90s. There's a lot more things at our disposal, um, you know, there's student section, which they were student sections then, but it was not as. Let me go back. Let me go a little further and tell you that the top 10 versus unranked road victories has never been below 60% before. And right now they're sitting at 38%. It's tough. It's tough to on win on the road. road. Even as a ranked team, it's tough to win on the road. Against ranked teams. These are the, these are the top ten ranked teams in the country. Even against you know top twenty five, it's still pretty tough. So, yeah. All right. So this one, speaking of on the road, for the, for the first time in our little list here this week, we have got a road favorite, Auburn, who's coming off a loss mm -hmm. at Auburn. Is now going to Mississippi State, Auburn's first loss in the SEC. Mm -hmm. They're going to Mississippi State, but Auburn is a road favorite here at Mississippi State. We all know it's a tough place to play. What do you think about this game, John? Man, I like this Auburn team, but right now they just don't have – they don't even have a quad one win right now. Um, they're really struggling in that department. But other than that, they're a really good basketball team. Um, they got a really good team. Um, you know, I'll say this much. Mississippi State is a really tough environment to play in in the hump. Um, Tulu Smith is a really good basketball player in the paint. Um, he probably gets 20 just about every single night. Um, you know, they beat Tennessee. Um, then they had a chance against Alabama. And they at home. They were at home. They lost back-to-back -back games to Alabama and Kentucky. But still, they're a really good team at home. And they're hard to play against at home. Josh Hubbard is shooting the lights out of it from, from three. Josh Hubbard is a really good player. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he's Mississippi, Mississippi Player of the Year um, freshman. Um, he's a really talented player. He's this likely to be the sixth man of the year, too. Sixth Could man be. of the year. 
I'll say this about Auburn on the other side of it. This Auburn team fights. This Auburn team straps. Um, they was down double digits at Alabama and almost won the game. Um, this is a really good Auburn team. Holloway is really good. Um, Cardwell is playing really good. Um, you know who's actually improved his stock from a year ago that plays for Auburn? Jalen Williams. He's a completely oh, yeah. Jalen he's Williams, a different player than he was when he was at Arkansas. Oh, yeah. But – I'm gonna I'm gonna take Mississippi State in the points. Um, this is going to be a tough environment for Auburn. Uh, you know, back to back games against Alabama and Mississippi State. Listen, man, you don't get no easy breaks in the SEC. You go from one extreme to the next, and this is what happens with Auburn. You know, they're they're seeing their part of the schedule get beefed up here. Um, I do think Auburn wins this game, but I'm gonna take Mississippi State in the points. I just they're really good at home, um, and and they're good defensively at home. Now, when they get on the road, they turn into I don't know. It's like Jekyll and Hyde. It's two completely different teams. But when they're at the hump, um, and that place is really going and rocking, the fans are into it. They're a really difficult team to play. Tennessee found that at the hard way. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Mississippi State is an absolute tough, tough environment. Um, they they win their probably 75% of the time at least. Um, and I'm talking about in the SEC play. I'm not talking about when they're playing some of these weaker teams, you know, at the beginning of the season and stuff. I'm just talking about in SEC play. I'll say this on Mississippi State, though. I feel like they need this game more than Auburn does because Mississippi State's, you know, their wins and non-con are not really that impressive. I mean, they have a few yeah. good wins. But they're not – they need to stack some quad one wins and some games coming up. And Auburn even needs yeah. to get a quad one win. I want to say something. So, we got Zach here with us, and and he does stuff with the – you know, with metrics and the net rankings and bracketology. And you had mentioned that Auburn does not I don't have – Wait a minute. A I think that I think that's the other, other guy. This is this is the B, this is the Kentucky fan. Oh, okay. I know who you're talking about now. I was yeah, thinking – uh, yeah, this is a different one. Yeah. Okay. I know uh, who you're talking about, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His name's Zach, too. So I didn't, I, yeah. I thought it was him. But I want to say this. So while, while I was thinking about it, so Auburn has zero net wins. Okay. The net quad one wins. All right. But yet before they lost the other night at Alabama, they were sixth in the, in the net rankings. How do you get to be sixth and have zero quad one wins? The net – I tell people this all the time. The net system is very flawed. I, there, there's there's a lot of – I realize they didn't have any quad three or quad four losses. This, there's a have, lot of questions with that. So. But when you have no quad one wins – now somebody's gonna somebody's gonna get a big one Saturday though. Yeah, one of these teams is gonna Auburn's gonna get their first, or Mississippi State's gonna get another one over a top ten team like they did with Tennessee. So it, it, it's a big game, honestly. I think this is an underrated game to watch Saturday. It is. Like, I don't I think, think it's the biggest game. One of the better games. I don't think I'm it's the take, biggest game. But I'm gonna take Auburn in this one 
but it's not like I I just I really think this is going to be a tough one, man. I think it's going to be a tough one. All right, so our next game we're going to talk about, we're going to go to the ACC, and we've got Clemson taking on Duke in Cameron Indoor, and Duke is a a seven-and-a-half-point favorite over this Clemson team. Now, Clemson started out great, hit some speed bumps when ACC play started, but they seem to have worked out a few, you know, kinks here lately. Duke usually, after a loss like they had against Pitt, they usually bounce back and they go for an explosion. Um, and that doesn't bode well, I think, for Clemson. Clemson's defense has struggled on the road. Um, they just can't get stops. Um, and Duke is probably, what, top ten in Tim Palm in college basketball. Um, I think they score a lot this game. Um, I expect Duke to get enough defense to win this game and cover. Um, I just think Clemson's running into a buzzsaw. And we was talking about Clemson being a two-seed early in December and November, and now they're they're hovering around, what, a 10 or, or seven-seed right I mean, now? Like, I'm, yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, if they lose too many more of these games, they may not get in. I mean – they would most likely have to win some games in their conference tournament to even get a shot, to be honest. Um, this is a game that Cle- this Clemson team really needs. They do. They really do. And, and you know, even after Duke losing to Pitt, I just don't look for Duke to lose back-to-back games like that. Like it's Man, that game. Like, it's, it's Pitt, tough to – Pitt you know. is a terrible team, honestly. Duke like just – Duke just made too many errors. Duke couldn't hit when it mattered. Clemson Um, team is way better than Pittsburgh. Well, let's be fair. Blake Henson put the middle finger up to the to the Duke section and had twenty five points. So, I mean, (laughs) he had a big night. So, um, let's give him credit. Blake Henson and I'm just kidding about the middle finger thing, but he did jump up on the table and and scream at the Dukies. But he did have twenty five points. You know, he had a really big night. And and Pitt was hitting everything coming and going. They was hitting every it, shot. Clemson's got some talent. I mean, you got yeah, P.J. Hall. Uh, Hunter, you know. Hunter's on the team. Uh, you know, and and they got the transfer from Syracuse, Gerard. Um, Gerard. There's, it's yeah. not like there's a lack of talent on this team. It's just they don't they don't get stops on the road. The road has been really brutal to them. They don't get stops when they need to get them. And it's been tough the last three or four games for Clemson. And I think it's going to be tough Saturday. I just think Duke is the better team. This game, I want to take Clemson in the points. I'll be honest with you. Um, This Duke team, I've just not been overly impressed with. I haven't either, but but then you – they look good, and then all of a sudden they look terrible. They look good, yeah, and then they look terrible. It's kind of like and, a back and forth thing, yeah. And I and I'm just, I mean, I'm sorry, but I think Clemson's a better team than Pittsburgh. Do I think Clemson's going to walk in Cameron Indoor and jump up on the table and beat their beat their hind end? I don't know, but. 
I'm going to tell you right now, I think that they can cover seven and a half points, and I think that's what I'm going to take. And they will probably, because they have a few times, like played stinkers, Clemson has. Yeah. So since I picked them, that's probably what will happen. Yep. Most likely. Right. Most likely. All right, so we're going to go back out to the Big 12. We got TCU at Baylor. Baylor's a five-and-a-half-point favorite. What do you think about this one? Man, this game, to me, should come down to the final whistle, to the final play. Um, they're, they're not – TCU's not as lethal offensively, but I feel like they have a better defense than Baylor. Um, I think TCU's, what, three and two on the road. Um, they're not so much pressured on the road. Um, you know, you look at the, the Kansas game, they play with a lot of intensity. Um, they got a really, really good team. Um, but I think the wins did just because they're a more reliable team beyond the art. Um, but even but these two teams were evenly matched, I think, um, which should produce a really, really good game. Um, and I'm not so tempted to make this my upset pick, TCU on the road, because sometimes Baylor has those dud games. You know what I mean? Like, they, you know, the Michigan State game. Michigan State game, yeah. You know, they just like, – it's like they have a really good week, and then all of a sudden, boom, they just have like a bad, really bad dud game. And and TCU is really fun to watch. Um, they get after it defensively. Um, all right. I'm tempted. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm going to make this my upset pick of the weekend. Um, TCU over um, Baylor. And for the love of God, fix the camera angles at the Baylor Arena. Like it's been really bad the last two or three games that they played. There. It's a new setup. It's a new arena. But goodness yeah. gracious, man, the, the setup that they got there. It, it looks like you're watching it from from planet mars or something like it's it's like <laughs> high up in the sky man like yeah oh, i man. think i'm gonna take baylor at home i mean this baylor team has all the potential um uh, but tcu has been playing really well um you know so and, and they even play better on the road than most teams do so yeah that, yeah, that, that shows I, you I that they're well coached that shows you they're well coached. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, TCU, their coach is Jamie Dixon. Pittsburgh's old coach. Yeah, Pittsburgh's yeah, old coach. He's a really good coach. He, yeah, yeah. It, it's like they don't make a ton of mistakes. They just they just play sound fundamental basketball. And yeah, he's a good coach. Jamie you know, they should have won the Kansas game that that a flagrant was I don't yeah. know. That's yeah, that was a bad call, but all right, so this is the second-to-last game we're going to talk about. So this one we're going out to the Pac-12. Arizona, this is a road favorite now. Arizona is favored three-and-a-half points at Oregon. Now, I don't, like Arizona. I don't like Arizona in these games. Um, Arizona's coming off of a very bad loss to Oregon State. And – they're ranked ninth in the country still. 
they won't be this, you know, after this because they just lost again. But what is going on out in Tucson? I don't know. I felt like this was what happened last year. You know, they they had those little stinkers in the Pac-12 in the regular season, and they just went down the stretch, and then they lost. Are they the going to win the Pac-12? I think they do eventually when it all boils down to it. Um, I think they do. I just – right now, man, you look back at the FAU game does not look as great, which they lost the game, but – FAU's not as good as we thought they was going to be. Um, Arizona is tempting on fight. Have you watched them? I have. They have so much talent. They do. It's just like they – Arizona, to me, is just not a really good road team. Um, They're they're better at home. Is it like Kentucky? Is it because they don't play – is it because they don't play any defense? Is that what I it think, is? I think that's a lot of it. And I think a lot of it is they rely too much on um, Love, Caleb Love. I think they put too much pressure on him when they need somebody else to step up and make a basket. And, you know, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to pick Arizona this game. But, man, it's deflating to see, you know, last year they did the same thing and then they lost to 15-seed Princeton in the in the first round. And now it feels like they're going over and they're doing the same thing again this year. I mean, year. this Oregon team, John, both of these teams have the ident- identical record. They're both 14 and 5. The biggest issue in this game is Oregon ranks like 305th in the country in rebounds. And Arizona leads, I think, the country in their top five. Um, board play is going to be huge in this game. And now Oregon's, they're not a great team, but they're good enough to pull the upset. Especially, especially at home. Especially at home. So, but especially give me Arizona. But I I'm going to say this. I'll say this about Arizona. I don't trust them right now. Um, I, I they certainly haven't been playing I did. well. I know, I did I know last they, weekend they played UCLA, and I started watching that game, and UCLA was killing them. Killing here's the, here's the thing about Arizona. I said it. I've repeated myself too many times. They've had – they do this every single year the last, what, two, three years. They get really good, and then they just kind of, like, fizzle out. Like, it's it's alarming, to be honest, concerning if you're an Arizona fan. But they have time to fix all those things and figure it out before March. Um, you, you don't really play your best ball until you get in the middle of February. But it's start so strange because I feel like Tommy Lloyd has done such a good job out there. Yeah. But at the same time, when you really kind of look at the middle part of the seasons, you just kind of scratch well, your head. You look at the team that they had. You scratch your head and you're just like, what, what's going on? Well, you look at the team they had, what was it, back in, was it 16 maybe? Um, no, it was 18, I think. When they had um, DeAndre Ayton, you know, they was a three seed going into the tournament. And Buffalo knocked them off. By Nate, Nate Oates was the coach then. Um, they knocked them off in the first round. Like, there's been years where we've we pumped up Arizona, and it seems like they just choke every single time. Look back at the 2005 season, Illinois, the comeback. 
with Darren Williams and Luther Head and and yeah. Brown. Like, there's been moments where, you know, Arizona just is not good under pressure, but they got time to figure it out. They got time to fix things. Um, it's only – I'm going to call them a win here in covering this game, but I'm going to tell you all right now, I am not confident in them. And I, and I really feel like as far as talent alone, I feel like Arizona is one of the top five or six teams in the country. On talent, yes. But I feel like on talent alone, if you just look at their roster and say – Okay, they have a high ceiling. I think they're one of the top five or six teams in the country. You could probably you could probably slate them in there with Kentucky and others. You can. It's just right now there's there's little hiccups that they find on the road that they just they gotta fix. Well, I know the other night, first half against UCLA. And UCLA is not a good team, okay? They maybe are starting to figure some things out, okay? But overall, they're not that great of a team. And they couldn't stop UCLA from scoring. Their, their, their defense is what's going to be the end of them if they if They, they couldn't do. stop them from scoring. So. Now, late in the game, 10 minutes in, you know, in – with the game on the line, they made a comeback and beat UCLA 77. There's a lot of comparisons between Arizona and Kentucky right now, especially defensively and offensively. Both have really good offenses and both of them have subpar defense. And sometimes you got to fix that stuff if you're going to go for in the tournament. Yeah. Speaking of, we're going to get to Kentucky here, guys. And I mean, you can see we're both. I mean, he's everybody knows John is. We're both. We live in Kentucky. We live and breathe Kentucky. To be quite honest with you, um, tough game on Tuesday night. I said that at the top of the show. They just beyond the defense the other night. That was the worst showing of offense that to mm-hmm. me that this team has put up. Here, here's, here's. I think a lot of people got upset because Reed didn't play a lot um, Tuesday night. Well, Reed wouldn't play well either, though. He didn't play. None of them really play well except Reed. Didn't play well either, though. Reeves was probably the only one getting to the rim at, at ease and making plays. And you know, I'm gonna be and honest with bump, you. And they were bumping the crap out of him, and they didn't call most of them. I get that. Well, and two, the other side of the equation of this is they got to fix the defense. There's there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's got to be fixed. Now, I will say this. I will take up for Kentucky a little bit. The last couple weeks, well, the last two or three games, it's been better than it was early in the year. It's not been know, great. Man. Have you it's been paying – wait a second. Have you been paying any attention at all at inbounds under the basket for Kentucky on defense. Yeah, it, it's been really bad. Georgia was bad. Um, you know, John, I've, listen, I, I've been I've been a AAU coach from fourth grade all the way through twelfth grade. Okay, 
And I'm going to be straight up honest with y'all here. I have not seen that level of atrocious defense on inbounds under the basket under sixth grade. Here, I'm, I'm going to give you ever. I mean, I'm gonna give you my two cents. I'm gonna give you my two cents on this. I'm gonna give you my two cents on this. What I think some of the problem is, and what the defense is a major problem. But I think what you've got on the other side of this is these are freshmen, and I know people say, "Well, that's a that's an excuse." But no, I think a lot of times these freshmen think they're so talented that they're just going to come out and dominate everybody, and they, they can play just whenever they want to. And that's not the case. John, there was a play under the basket on an inbounds. Dillingham has got the guy covered under the basket. He's standing on the block. And there's about two seconds in, and he's standing there. And all of a sudden, Dillingham just goes across the lane, and the guy never moves. Mm-mm. And they just wait for Dillingham to get out of the way because he just says, okay, opens the door up. They throw a bounce pass into him because he's so wide open and he hits a layup. And I'll, I'll add a little bit to this. Um, I'm just going to get into my prediction tomorrow. Um, college game day is going to be there. I'm not real sure. I'm not real sure what the crowd's going to be like. I mean, I know it's going to be good, but, Oh, it'll be rowdy. It's it's it'll be rowdy. It'll be rowdy. It's the first time college game day has ever been to Bud Walton Arena. It'll be rowdy, but you got to think that a lot of Arkansas fans have checked out. They're they're checked out to a point. Yeah, uh, but have they checked out when Kentucky's coming to town? Probably not. But <laughs> yeah, right now there's a lot of problems, and and that's where I want to get into with this Arkansas. Um, if, if Vanderbilt's coming to town, their fans have probably checked out. Yeah. Um, I think Kentucky wins this game. Um, I think they cover the spread. Um, Tremont Mark might not even play tomorrow. Um, there, there's talk that Trevin Brazil might not even play tomorrow. So Arkansas might be shorthanded tomorrow. Um, and if that's is, the case. This is not going to help them at all which is not going to help them at all because Mark, to me, is their best player, their best go-to facilitator that, that gets them points. The biggest issue with Arkansas is they can't defend, they can't shoot, and when they get in a slump, they just get blown out. All I know is is watch Devo Davis have the best game of his of of, his, of the season. That's all I know. <laughs> and, and, and usually what you do in these cases, you think they're not going to really do much. Then they he's come been out. playing terrible. Well, and they come out and look like the, the prime Golden State Warriors. That's just – it happens John, every game. That it's, is not – you can't say that when every team is doing that to you. When every team's doing that to you, it has something to do with your defense. That's the common denominator right there. You can't so, – if if one team ever now and, again, every now and then is like going off on you – you know, you can say, oh, well, that happens to us and everybody gets up. And you can say that. You can get away with it. But for me, you can't get away with saying that. See, there's the – Every single team 
goes lights out against you. I'm going to say this too. I think tomorrow having a Duthiero back will be a big major. Kevin said it will be will be because he's very tough and he's physical. But how much how much does he play? Does he play eight minutes, ten minutes? Because I don't feel I think like he, I think he I think he plays quite a bit. You think so? Listen, I tell you this. I tell you this because Kentucky needs this game. Um, after the way they played Tuesday night. They need to get the. They need to have a get right game, and I think that's what happens tomorrow. Um, I, this is no slouch to Arkansas, but I'm going to say this, and it might backfire. This is a game that better not lose. This this that's is okay. a this is a what quad three game. This Arkansas might backfire. Scored. This might backfire on me, but this might be the worst Arkansas team since John Pelfrey, and that's that's saying a lot. So, um. But I wanted our final buzzer to be on our. Well, we'll do the. We the, will. The, um, I see so, we have six minutes. That's why I was trying to. Yeah. So listen, guys. I there to me, there's no excuse for us to go down to Arkansas the way Arkansas is playing. We're talking about a ten and nine team, basically five hundred team that has checked out. They have lost numerous games by 20 or 30 points in the SEC since the SEC play started. I mean, Auburn tr- blasted them. Florida blasted them. I mean, they they have just been – South Carolina. Yeah, South Carolina, South Carolina blasted them. I mean, like they have been getting drilled. There is no excuse – whatsoever that this Kentucky team doesn't go in there and handle their business and win by 15 plus, to be honest with you. Especially if Tremont Mark is out and maybe Brazil. If they're out, guys, we should win this game by 25 plus if they're out. And should be I mean, should at least be another Louisville type game anyways. I mean, I don't think I, they're as bad as Louisville. I'm not saying that, but what I'm I saying, think they might be without Mark and Brazil. Yeah, I, well, I agree with you there. But I mean, if they don't have Mark and Brazil, I, I they might be as bad as Louisville. <laughs> By the way, I, Louisville's actually Louisville's actually playing better. Actually, they gave Duke a really good game there tonight. They are it's not saying a lot, but it is what it is. All right, so John, we're going to have a little bit of fun here, real quick. We're going to do some player um, props, some bet props here. So Antonio Reeves over under. First one is eighteen and a half points. Do you think he goes over or under eighteen and a half points tomorrow night in Arkansas at Bud Walton Arena? And by the way, last year. When he went to Arkansas, Reeves had 37. His high think, as a catch. I think it I think it's over. Um he's and the yeah. second the second one there to me this one's easy as all get out. I one and a half over, threes. I think it's over for both because I think he's gonna have a big game tomorrow. He's a he, he's just a certified bucket 
right now anyway. I mean, I agree with you. He struggled the other night in shooting percentage. Yeah, but he – But he, he was, was one really of the only one. players that was actually trying to score and carry the team. It was Reeves, Mitchell, and Dillingham. Nobody else showed up. On it just felt like he was watching a lot of one-on-one -on -one stuff, like one-on-one -on -one ball. And so was, I'm going to agree with you on this one. I'm going to take the over on both of these for Reeves. And these are on DraftKings, by the way, guys. Uh, the next one, I've got DJ Wagner, points 12 and a half. And combo is points, rebounds, and assists all together, added up together. So they've got him at 18 and a half on combo and 12 and a half on points. What do you think for DJ Wagner? I think, I think under for both. I just – it's hard to judge – because DJ Wagner is is tricky at times. He is. I mean, he can have a, a pretty good game, um, like he did. He had a game before last. He had a double double with eighteen points and ten rebounds. Um, just, you know, it just varies with him. But last game he had like four points and three rebounds and was two of ten from the field. I would trust a combo more than I would uh, the, the 12 and a half. But, yeah. But I think under for both of them. I just I don't. I think he'll get some assists, rebounds, but the points is where I'm. I don't think he's going to get as much points in this night than he will. All right. I mean, I don't feel like that we can go over on all of these. So, you know. I just thought we'd have a little bit of fun here with some of the Kentucky players. The next one is Reed Shepard. Everybody's wanting to know about Reed Shepard. People wasn't too happy about his playing time last game, but I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't think he played well. Mm -hmm. And for me, and Cal says this all the time, you know, if, if you're going to be a liability on the floor, he's not going to play you as much, and he didn't. Um, but I really did Reed had two or three bad passes that he don't normally do. They were just and then on top just, of that, somehow, some way he missed an absolute wide you know what open layup. I mean why it was all systems failure all the way all night. It was just there was no there was no energy whatsoever to this team. So tomorrow night, Bud Walton Arena over under nine and a half points and over. two and a half. I think he gets. I think he gets the over. So you're going over on both. Yeah, I think you'll get it. So this must be Reeves, 25 points yeah, and three of five three points. Yeah. yeah. And I guess this is um, DJ. DJ, yeah. When he says under. And I'm trying to see what Kevin says here. Kevin Thacker. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. The experience – 
is playing a big role, I think, in games like that. That's the South Carolina game. I mean, they're one of the older teams in the country. So, mm-hmm. all right. So you're saying you said you're saying over on both of those, right? For Reed? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm hoping that it's over. I think for sure on rebounds that Reed gets over two and a half points. Reed Reed really needs to step up his game. I'm going to give you a stat on Reed. Before SEC play, he was averaging about almost seven and three quarters, almost eight shots a game. Since SEC play started in six games, Reed's only averaging four and a half shots a game. Not makes. He's only shooting the ball four and a half times a game. He's got to get, he's got to pull the trigger and shoot the ball a little bit more. So I'm hoping that tomorrow night against this Arkansas team is where we will see a difference in him and him stepping up a little bit. And I'm going to take the over in both of these as well. The next one I'm going to talk about off of DraftKings is Rob Rob Dillingham. I've got a combo on him and the points. His points is at 13 and a half and his combo is at 18 and a half. I think he'll go nuclear tomorrow. He'll have one of those nuclear games tomorrow. I think he'll go over the 13 points, but he will not do the combo. So, All right. Well, I mean, you never know with Dillingham. One night he can have eight points and have eight, re- eight assists. Mm-hmm. And then the next night he can have 18 points and one assist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And you just never know with him what you're going to get. But I'll tell you this. In my opinion, he is the funnest freshman to watch. He has all the confidence in the world. I love seeing that. I know that a a lot of these Kentucky fans are Reed Shepard fans, and rightfully so. I'm not saying anything bad about him. He's played great. Um, But... Confidence, one-on-one, being able to operate one-on-one and get off shots. I don't think there's anybody better on the team than Robert Dillingham to do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to take the over on these as well, I think. I I really think I'm going to take the over on both. Dillingham just really has – impressed me he made a couple of really bad mistakes on defense especially those inbounds plays there was two of them Mm -hmm. the other night but outside of that man i mean he was the only freshman that showed up yeah when when we when 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 we were down and we needed somebody to step up he was the only freshman that stepped up including Reed Shepard. When he was on the floor, he wasn't shooting. He made turnovers, but 
I, I mean, Dillingham stepped up, and he was the only one that did. So give me the over on this one. And the last player that we're going to talk about is Trey Mitchell. His over and under on points is 13 and a half, and his rebounds is seven and a half over and under. I think he gets over that. So Zach says Reed is 12 points, which would be over two for three, three point line. I think Mitchell is under on points by just a point or two and over on rebounds tomorrow night. I'm going to give Mitchell like 12 and 10. I'm going to give him like a double-double yeah. and give him like 12 and 10. So I think I think that's where he's at tomorrow night and give him about 12 and 10, 12 and 9, something like that, and mm -hmm. uh, and do the under on points and over on rebounds. I think that's what I'm going to do. All right. So that is our player props. Um, and we just had a little bit of fun with Kentucky game. Maybe next week we'll pick another game. Um, and kind of go through player props just for that one game and pick a fun game next week. Are we going to do our final buzzer thing? We are. Oh, okay. I didn't know. We are. That, so that was that was it on our player props. And John was wanting to do a final buzzer thing on Arkansas. Uh, so we will continue to talk about the game Um Kentucky and Arkansas just a little bit on the Arkansas side. So here you go, John. All I just wanted to say was, there, you know, there's a lot of – there's not a lot of chemistry here. There's not a lot of team ball being played. It's a lot of one-on-one -on -one stuff, a lot of hero ball. And I'm beginning to wonder what what really happened to this Arkansas team. Um, where did they lose it? And I go all the way back to when they lost to UNC Greensboro. You know, there were there were a lot of red flags. Um, they went to the Bahamas. They beat Stanford in two overtimes. Um, they lost to Memphis in North Carolina, which was understandable there. Um, they beat Duke with, without Jermon Mark. Um, but then Oklahoma put it to them. And since that time, since Oklahoma beat them, they've been downhill ever since. Um, you know, they got whipped by Auburn. Um, it was the most lopsided defeat in the Bud Walton's 30-year history. Like, it was really, really bad. Um, they lost to Georgia at Georgia. Um, they lost to Florida at Florida. Pretty bad. Um, they, now, they did beat Texas A&M on a last-second shot, which in between that – At home. Yeah. At home. Um, they don't offensive rebound. Um, Auburn beat them in the points in the paint, 48 to 18. They do not offensive rebound whatsoever. Um, they don't do anything well, really. They don't have nothing to hang their hat on. Um, and that's a problem. I got a question for you while you're on this final buzzer 
what has happened to Devo Davis? That, that that's my question. I don't I don't really know. Um, I think they got talented players. Um, you know, Jermon Mart was from Houston. Um, Devo Davis is a four-year player. And Devo um, Davis put his name in the NBA draft last year and come back. And doesn't look like when he plays that he wants to be there at all. Here's my quick another question, too. You know, college game day is coming tomorrow, right? They're one and five, just like, like well, when they finished eight and ten last year, but their losses are an average of 20.6. That's not good. No, they get killed what, when they lose most of the time. What gives you hope you can beat Kentucky like you beat Duke? Like you beat Purdue, well, which that was an exhibition game. Um, you beat AM. They just haven't put it together. Um, maybe Saturday they put it together and they turn into the 85 uh, Houston Cougar. I don't know. Just – I don't know. But right now they just do not have it. There's not there's not a leader on this team. There's just a lot of bad chemistry. Um, I noticed a couple plays late in the game against uh, Ole Miss. I think it was late in the game. Like, it was maybe – seven, eight minutes to go in the game, and they was laughing on the sidelines just while their team's getting their butts kicked on the yeah. court. Like, yeah. that's a problem. Um, and now you might not have Mark tomorrow. You might not have Brazil. Uh, you know, there's – not good signs. That's not a good sign. Like, here's my take on the whole situation, and I know that – Evo Davis will go off for 40. You watch. That's why it usually works. But I don't think this team likes each other. You can tell yeah, the way they act. I told you uh, before we come on the air, for me, I have watched this Arkansas team about six times this year. I have not watched every single minute of those six games, but I've watched a whole lot of those six games. And for me, it's a chemistry. There, there does – Devo Davis – doesn't even look like he wants to be there on the floor. He's a four-year player at Arkansas. What happened? Like, why Why is he looking like he doesn't even want to be there? I don't, like, and you I know, it's not Debo, like he's a transfer that came in, it's just not working right and all this. It's That's, that's not the case with Devo Davis. Like, what is missing that he looks sometimes like just take me out, coach? I don't even want to be here. That's that's what it looks like. Well, and the thing too, I tell people, you know, when Debo Davis first got to Arkansas, he 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 had some issues, you know, trying to get involved into the game, but as more as he grew, he, he was a better – he got better and better and better. And now it just looks like that there's no interest whatsoever. There's no there's no energy, no emotion. Now, tomorrow, you know, college game day is going to be there. Uh, there may be a couple players out. And Devo Davis may need to take over the game. So, 
you know, we'll see if he shows an effort tomorrow to do that. I don't know. Well, the, and another thing too, you know, Eric Musselman has been kind of this. There's been one, I think, one press conference where he just walked. He walked out on a press conference. Musselman's he's, kind of a hothead. He is. Um, he's kind of a hothead. He alienates himself from a lot of Arkansas media and people the way he acts. Well, is is some of that happening to the players on the team too? That that has that probably has a lot to do with it. I mean, I'm just saying that because you you watch them add, play, add two reflects, add two reflects, like they want to be there. Add two reflects leadership, Captain. <laughs> yeah. Remember the Titans. Yeah, <laughs> attitude reflects leadership. When your leader is not showing good attitude, everybody else is going to be in a dump. Yeah. And and that's where I just want to kind of talk a little bit about Arkansas here on our final buzzer because well, I don't know. Everybody had them. Kind of an unsafe time to talk bad about Arkansas. Well, I mean, playing them tomorrow. Well, it's but. the fact that there, there's just there's a lot of things that need to be addressed you know i don't i don't know watch they'll figure it all out tomorrow that's the way it usually goes a lot of times and you know even last summer many had arkansas first in the sec like they had them winning john fanta yeah big east guy had them win the national championship yeah like had them oh, like pick how might pick number one in, in, in a lot of polls. Yeah. So oh, I know. it's just, it, it's not, I don't know, but we'll figure it out tomorrow night because well, either, either they come I'm out really hoping, hot. I'm hoping they don't figure it out tomorrow night and we whoop them. And <laughs> either if they, they figure it out later, then that's fine. I don't care. Here's the, here's the big question. Either they figure it out tomorrow and they just play prime golden state or they just lay down. There's two options, and I don't think they're going to lay and down. That's because I think really it's, how I mean, they have played this year as well. So when they get down, they 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 play lifeless, and teams usually blow them out, 20, 30 points. Yeah, when they get behind 10, 15 points, they're, they're, they're done. Like they're, they're, they're They get just, behind 10 points or so, 10, 12 points. I mean, honestly – they they almost play lifeless and they are done. That's that's the way they I've seen them several times do that this year. Now, whether or not that's the way they play tomorrow or not, I don't know, but I have seen that happen several times this year with them. All right. So our next show is Sunday. We're gonna do our weekend wrap-up show. Um I will be doing it on Sunday at three. John Roberts will be with me and Jason Harrison with be, will be with me. So we will be doing our Sunday show this week. Last week I was covering the women's uh, game, Kentucky women's game. Uh, this week they are playing a, a road game, so I will not be covering them. So we will do our Sunday show as normal for the weekend wrap-up show at three o'clock. So check us out. And this has been College Sportscast Game Day Pick'em. And John and I appreciate you Zach, following along. Zach said, uh, Zach said great show, by the way. All right, man. I appreciate it. 
Jet, uh, hey. Zach, I appreciate it. Thank you. He said he's better than KSR. You believe that? Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, I, I, I get that big. I mean, hey. Yeah, hey, say it loud, say it proud, tell everybody about it. So I appreciate it. Um, and uh, we're better than KSR. We're we're high. We're high. We we, we got a lot it. of go cats. Go cats. <laughs>